hello, hello again. Episode 5 of the Prep Extra Podcast, presented by the Lincoln Journal Star. Hello, everyone, and welcome in. I'm one of your hosts, Jeff Ekstrom, and with me, as always, it is Prep Extra writer Luke Mullen. Luke, how's it going? It's going great. Man, episode 5. I hope the listening numbers continue to go up and not down. (laughs) I didn't have any... Millard South fans tweet me last week, Good. even though I encouraged all of you to tweet me when I was in- inevitably wrong. So Millard South fans, start listening if you aren't already. Let's say me and Luke are becoming punching bags at this point <laughs> with our, our predictions. Both of us went 0 for 2 for the second straight yeah. week. We'll talk about that um, just a little later, but we're already in week eight of the Nebraska high school football season. Man, we're only a couple weeks from playoffs, if you can believe it. Uh, let's go through week seven. First, we're going to start in Class B, where number ones continue to dominate. Bennington, who we thought might get tested here, has just completely shifted that narrative. They demolished number two Elkhorn, 49-14. That doesn't bode well for the postseason in terms of competitiveness in Class B. Definitely not. And that, was, like you said, that was kind of a big measuring stick to kind of see, is Bennington by and far the number one team in Class B? And the answer is definitely yeah, yes. Yep. Yeah. I talked to uh, Aurora head coach Kyle Peterson over over the weekend um, to do a story about Aurora. And he said, yeah, the, the players on Bennington, they sure look like a championship <laughs> team. And they played them week two. I, I'm sure they look even better now yeah. than they did then, which is kind of a scary thought. Um, the passing game is going, running game is going, and just like blowing Elkhorn out of the water in the first half. Elkhorn has a solid defense, probably one of the best in Class B, and they put a a 35-point spot on them in the first half, I'm pretty sure, which is just crazy. Absurd. They finished the season this week against Omaha Roncalli and then against Omaha Gross, certainly poised to finish the season undefeated. Going one class below in C1, number one Ashland Greenwood beats Wahoo 21-12. That was my hot take, that Wahoo would pull out the victory, and nope, that didn't happen. It was close, though. It was close. Yeah, that was our game of the week, and it was uh, a great environment, as always, down in Ashland. And give Wahoo credit. Their defense is pretty tough. Um, they, they definitely need to sort out some stuff on offense against some of these better defenses. Um, didn't didn't have a whole lot of passing game mm-hmm. and struggling to get, you know, more than like two or three yards of carry, which is pretty tough. You know, that was a big field position battle, so not being able to pick up first downs really hurt him there. But definitely for Ashland Greenwood, it was uh, – Pretty much a dominant effort because um, Wahoo, they, they scored off a turnover and then they scored late in the fourth quarter. So, you know, a, a few things go differently. It could have been 21-0, which is a huge credit to Ashton Greenwood. Um, definitely looking every bit kind of that number one team in C1 that I expected to see. And, yeah, I mean, Wahoo, did they win their state title last year or two years ago? Two years ago, yeah. yeah. And then that team, they just rolled over everybody with their rushing attack. And now when they just can't do that, yeah. they... I don't know. They just seem, yeah. Their offense, I guess, like you mentioned, they need to figure some stuff out. But they're they're good enough. They're going to be. They're going to no, pull some. They're going to do some stuff in the postseason. Yeah, definitely. If you know, we'll see how the seedings kind of shake out. But if they end up as like a twelve or like a thirteen oh, seed, a like tough twelve, thirteen. Yeah, seed. that is brutal for whoever gets them coming to their place. Um, always, always a tough team. You know, they even Ashton Greenwood. They kept the scoring pretty low. I mean, twenty one points. Ashton Greenwood scored a lot more than that mm-hmm. this year. So, yeah, that that defense is is a trouble for any team. 
In Class A, Millard South defeated Fremont 50-14 to on the road, while Millard West tested Bellevue West but ultimately lost 55-31. Luke, that Millard South result was one of your predictions, and Fremont didn't didn't test them, sadly. Yeah, you know, it was, you know, not bad. 26 points, casual. Yeah, it's not horrible. Score game, yeah. but um, definitely, I think, I think for Fremont, they can't be too upset with that. They're one of those mm-hmm. teams that's kind of on the edge of the playoffs, and, yep. you know, Millard South, number one seed, okay, you know, gave them yeah. a good shot. So, I think to me, that Millard West result is a little interesting, too, because, you oh. know, they came here to Lincoln, they played Lincoln East, and they just didn't really show that mm-hmm. much. I mean, they put up 31 points. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for Bellevue West, definitely, obviously, the offense is what's going to carry them yeah. there. But, yeah, if if the defense is going up against, you know, I don't know what Millard West offense we'd consider, like top 10, top 15, always hard to kind of evaluate that. But definitely not one of the best offenses in Class A. So giving up 31 points to them is not the strongest showing. And, yeah, I, I think – Comparing them to Lincoln East, it's like, hey, you know, Lincoln East might be a little bit better than we think they are. You know, we'll we'll get to their most mm-hmm. recent result here pretty quick. But, um, you know, being able to beat Millard West the way that they did and then Bellevue West has a little bit tougher time, too. It's kind of interesting to, to evaluate that. Further along in Class B, Plattsmouth continues to solidify themselves as one of the few contenders in B. They beat number four, Waverly, 21-14, and this is coming off a couple of weeks where they demolished both Cree and Norris. So Plattsmouth is for real. Plattsmouth definitely for real. That defense, um, that was going to be kind of the matchup to watch for me because I think the Plattsmouth offense is, is really solid. Running back Manessis, he is a beast. Um, so the defense, you know, holding Waverly to, to 14 points, you know, they just put up 56 on Beatrice a week ago. So <laughs> clearly they can score in bunches and they weren't able to do that. So, yeah, Plattsmouth, definitely a deserving contender in Class B. That proved. And for Waverly, you know, it was it was like a last-minute touchdown. Waverly's third, like, heartbreaking loss of the year. <laughs> you know, I'm sure Coach Manstead, he, he he's probably telling his guys, hey, we're like – four or five plays away from being 7-0, and we could be number one. Yeah. So Waverly still really one of those tough teams to watch out for in Class B, despite the 4-3 and three record. Oh, certainly. And then also in Class B, number 9 Seward beats number 10 Beatrice 28-26 in quite a thriller. Definitely, yeah. Both of those teams, you know, coming off a loss, seeing who can kind of right the ship, and it showed how close it was there, you know, the, the two-point margin of victory. Both those teams really solid kind of battling for the seeding at this point, uh, both pretty much guaranteed to get in, as is anyone over 500 in Class B. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and they both have some difficult games coming up, too. So I think for Seward, that's a really big one to win. And for Beatrice, it'll probably sting a little bit because— yeah, two straight after yeah. starting 5-0. and and, and what they have coming up, too, yeah. is, is not easy. In the city roundup, um, one of the others, Lincoln Southeast, rolled to an easy 35 nothing win over Bellevue East. Lincoln Lutheran beat Bishop Newman 30-17. to And most of the Class A Lincoln schools lost to officially eliminate themselves from the playoff contention. Most notably, I would say, was Lincoln High losing to Kearney. They really needed to win that one, yep. but they dropped it. So they're virtually out of the postseason picture. But the big storyline for the city teams was Lincoln East. Noah Walters throws five touchdowns, no, but turnovers in the defense turned up yep. to be the downside for East. So they dropped one to North Platte, 41-38 on the road. 
well, I think I think you said it last week. You were saying, hey, North Platte, they keep the ball for a yep. long period of time. And that's pretty much how the game went. Yep. It was really back and forth, but in the context that you said, Lincoln East scores in like a minute, and then North Platte takes six minutes. Um, so definitely a little bit of a case wearing down that defense, I think. Yeah. I mean, North Platte, real solid offense, but 41 points is definitely going to be on the higher end of their output. And for Lincoln East, I, I think I said it too. I think the 40-point mark is exactly ideal for Lincoln East. If they allow anyone to score over 40, they're probably losing. Just because, I mean, for any defense, that's yeah. going to be tough. But knowing that they rely on their offense and if they can just get a decent, you know, respectable showing out of that defense is going to be their key. And to me, you know, I, I've always considered North Platte maybe a little bit higher than some other people. I I think they're probably in that 8-10 to 10 range. You know, it, obviously it depends on the game. Um, but the three-point margin of victory shows how close these teams are. Uh, but you do get the feeling for Lincoln East this is a big loss, too, because they maybe could have played their way up into hosting first-round playoff game. You know, obviously it depends on how their opponents play, all sorts of stuff in the wild cards. Um, but at this point in time, probably them, Southeast, neither of those Lincoln teams are looking um, in position to host a, a first-round playoff game. So might be an empty Seacrest Field on that Friday night, which is pretty sad for all you Lincoln folks who might want to drive 10, 15 minutes rather than yeah. 60, 75, you know, whatever it shakes out to be. Well, right now they are the 11th seed, yeah. which right now, what would that put them, who would that put them with? Uh, six? Yeah. So that right now they would face Gretna in the first round, which would certainly be interesting. Probably two best quarterbacks, yep. perhaps, in Class A going against each other. That would be interesting, yeah. Still plenty to play out in this season. Still got two weeks left this week and next week. But let's move on to the ratings. Luke, you turned out another fresh, hot set of ratings yesterday. In Class A, really no changes to the top seven. Have a little shifting at the back end, of course, yep. North Platte beating Lincoln East, swapping between 8 and 10, and then Lincoln Southeast just on the outside looking in. Yep, I'd rank them 10 and a half if yep. I could. They're so close to Columbus, but, I mean, ultimately, Columbus 6 and 1, Southeast 5 and 2, strength of schedule somewhat comparable, so keep Columbus in there for now. Lincoln Southeast definitely, with the game they have this week, they can yep. show that they're a top 10 team again. And pretty close for me, Gretna at, at six, Burke at seven. You know, those, those two teams, both one loss now, but not really the most impressive wins. I think most of those wins are over teams with, with losing records too. Um, so those are, those are two teams that have, you know, beaten pretty much everyone in front of them. But, you know, whoever comes their way first round of playoffs might be a different challenge than they've seen yet. So that's going to be an interesting thing to follow. But, yeah, pretty much that, that top six, top seven continues to be pretty consistent for Class A. And Columbus will have a chance to prove themselves a little bit when they host Bellevue West on Friday, who is number two right now. In Class B, that's where most of the changes are this week in the ratings. Plattsmith up to number two after Elkhorn was knocked off by Bennington. Aurora up to number four, Omascut five, and Waverly drops to number six. Yeah, so this was this was definitely an interesting week to kind of make sense of things in Class B. Um, you know, those two undefeated teams, I don't think there should really be any question who's there one and two. Yep. And I really did consider, you know, where to put Elkhorn. You know, their, their strength of schedule, probably not as strong as a few of those other Class B teams, but I think still the, the wins that they have over Waverly, 
over some of those other teams. And even though they did get beat pretty solid by Bennington, I mean, they're still the defending champs. They still have a lot of those great pieces, you know, that that great defense that's going to carry them. So I think I feel pretty good about them at number three. I, I mean, the difference between these teams is so slight. We say it every week. Yeah. You know, Aurora, too, I also have to highlight after that 0-2 start, having won five straight, really back up there. They could be three. They could be four. Really looking kind of the bit of last year's runner-up team, you know, that overcame a few early losses, made that big state push at the end, too. And then, Scott, I put it five over Waverly, head-to-head win there. Those teams very close as well, though. It's Bennington and just an absolute scramble. Yep two through five or even two through six mm-hmm. that makes b really interesting in c1 no changes throughout the top eight and then you have auburn coming in at number nine and broken bow at 10 re-entering the rankings yep so definitely c1 is a little bit of the haves and have-nots they've got five undefeated teams which class a b and c2 have five combined between the three of them um so still a lot to shake out in yep. c1 really hard to you know, I have Ashton Green number one, but any of those undefeated teams, you know, they've beaten everyone in front of them. They all have yeah. a claim to be that top team. So a lot changing week to week. Auburn and Broken Bow, they've played pretty tough schedules, um, picked up some recent wins, and looking good to make the playoffs, both of those teams. I think Auburn a little bit stronger position than Broken Bow with still some work to do. But, yeah, really looking strong, that top 10 slash contender state yeah. to see one. Always tough. A lot of stuff still decided in C1, but kind of the opposite at the moment in C2. Yep. Archbishop Bergen just is parched on top, uh, but Hardington Cedar Catholic continues to impress, and Lincoln Lutheran re-enters the rankings. Yep, Cedar Catholic. They're making a great push, um, overcame an early loss, too, as well, and picking up some big wins in recent weeks. And Lincoln Lutheran, as well, uh, they, they play a very difficult schedule that's going to prepare them well for the playoffs. They have another difficult game coming up this week against Centennial. Yep. And I really like, I think they've kind of tooled the offense a little bit differently. Um, quarterback Josh Dutzman, he was kind of the classic like mm-hmm. pocket passer guy. Um, but they also have Grant Hoofs, who's really come in. He's kind of that dual threat, adds a different level to their offense. And they just love rotating those guys, um, getting all the different pieces on that offense, the ball. They've got some good lines, real strong defense, and I think I think Lutheran they're probably they're looking at kind of that eight to ten range. Maybe could host playoffs if they can pick up a couple wins these last two weeks, and definitely one of those teams to watch out for. C two, Lincoln East and Lincoln Lutheran are going to be the two teams to watch in the postseason here in the capital city. Right now, Lincoln Lutheran is number seven in wildcard yeah, okay. points, so they're set to host mm-hmm. as of right now. That's kind of the football ratings. For this week by Luke, but we go on to our weekly question that we like to analyze here on the Prep Extra podcast. And what is our favorite high school football fields and stadiums? Luke, I'll start with you. Yeah, well, I thought this was a good time to kind of talk about it. You've got all these playoff games that you're going to start looking at in a couple of weeks. And if you're some of those fans out there, you might need to decide, mm-hmm. is it a matchup or is it a place that I want to go? Yeah. Um, so I thought I'd throw a few of my favorites out there. Um, Got to give a big shout-out to Ashland Greenwood, where I just was last week. And the environment is just crazy. It's uh, The fans are about five feet behind the visiting oh, wow. bench. So I'm sure Wahoo right loved that. Personal, yep. yep. Huge student section came out in support, probably 150 strong. 
and legit, I mean, there's there's only a few rows of bleachers, but there was not a single spot in the house last night. People standing mm. room only. I will say the mosquitoes come out at night in Ashland, <laughs> so bring your bug spray, wear long sleeves if you're planning <laughs> if you're planning a trip down there. But it's it's a great high school football environment, and I also think Waverly brings something similar. Kind of mm. got a grandstand on just one end, fans standing around the field as well. I really love they just put in turf this year. Oh, that'd be nice. Yeah, really makes it a very nice facility. And it doesn't get any better than seeing some trucks go by on yes, the interstate in right. the distance. Just has a, a great feel to it there. And the other two, a little bit bigger, Class A, Millard South Buell Stadium. All the Millard teams play there. That's a top-notch mm-hmm. facility. Turf field, great great seating for both home and away Um just, just a great place to play. I think they're due for a remodel, too, of the press box soon. Are they? Wow. Yeah, so okay. that'll make it even nicer. Yeah, and last but not least, of course, Seacrest here in Lincoln. Yep. It's huge. It it almost never gets packed to the whole place. Maybe if it was in playoffs, we'd see kind of that level of attendance. But just a great place to play. Yeah. All the teams in Lincoln love having their home games there. And those big games in Seacrest yeah. really have a big game feel to it. Yeah, I have Seacrest listed as one of mine. And just being from a media perspective, it's awesome. There's yeah. plenty of room, plenty of facilities. And you feel like you're at a big-time high school game in a big-time facility you like do. Seacrest. Yeah. It, yeah, it's just really nice. <laughs> I mean, there's no way other to put it. I also like, I mean, I know I'm biased from being from Kearney, but Foster Field has always been one I of knew, my favorites. I knew it was yep, coming. <laughs> yep. I mean, they play at UNK Stadium, so of course yeah. it's going to be really nice. But big press box, plenty of stands, nice turf field. Uh, they just got it a new turf like a couple of years ago, so it looks really nice. And just overall really cool. I mean, during the state semifinal in 2018 when they beat Creighton Prep, people, so there's this hill on what would be the north side, I think. Uh, where there's this road that goes up on a hill, so you oversee Foster Field as you drive by. Mm-hmm. And during that state playoff game, people would stop on that hill, wow, put on their hazards, pull on the side, get out of their car, and watch the game on that hill. It was so cool. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah I think, you know, just to add to that, like Fremont Bergen, they play their games at yep. Midland, and Hastings plays at Hastings College. Um, so, yeah, all those colleges that so nicely let their high school teams use those fields. They get really nice facilities out of that, too. Yeah, Aurora is another good turf facility, mm-hmm. too. I've been yep. there. Um, they're pretty nice. I also like what's underrated in Class D, um, Humphrey, St. Francis. Yeah. Or I guess just Humphrey because they mm-hmm. both use that field. Nice turf field. I mean, obviously, Class D, so the press box isn't that big, but still plenty of stands. It's just a nice field overall. So, And then yeah. that environment's pretty cool, too. At that level, 8-man, I'll give a shout-out to BDS as well. Mm. The fans, the fans line the field, yep. and every time I've been there, they've been like cooking some good barbecue. Oh or yeah, something. for sure. The smells are crazy. It's uh, it, and there's like almost nowhere to park. You gotta park half a mile away and walk yeah. just because <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing around the stadium. It's that packed. So well, yeah, they split their time. I think they do. Yeah. Um, I was uh, fortunate enough to call the Class D two state championship last year. We were there, but I can't remember if it was bringing. Bruning or Davenport? I, I think they play most in Bruning. Okay. Um, Maybe that was it. I can't but remember. But, yeah, they, they do have a couple of different fields. It's, like, right off the railroad tracks? Yeah. I can't remember. But, really, it's really nice, and the atmosphere is awesome. It is. Yeah, that's a fun time. Not doing as great this year. I'm sure BDS fans, they've gotten rich from the success, all yes. the state titles. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> come back come back to just state playoff-level status this oh, year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well... 
we'll take a quick break and coming up previewing week eight and of course to finish out the show our hot takes here on the prep extra podcast presented by the lincoln journal star we'll be right back don't go away podcast episode number five jeff extram along with luke mullen and luke week number eight last week was probably the second best of the season definitely this one not as strong but there's still plenty of good matchups we'll start in class a we got number five elkhorn south at carney who right now is battling for their playoff life and in fact this is an elkhorn south team who defeated the bearcats in last year's state semifinals and then you have lincoln east at number six gretna as well as number eight, North Platte at Millard West. Yeah, so some definitely good games in Class A. Class A, these these top ten teams, these contenders, like those matchups are always going to be good. Obviously, plenty to play for in terms of seeding yep. or these playoff hopes. So yeah, that that Carney game, I think you know Carney's got to give it their all. Yep. Elkhorn South, you know, coming off a big win, that long drive to Carney, we say it yep. every week. You know, it's. It's tough though. Yep. Driving out to Kearney, North Platte, Columbus, Norfolk, like some of these Omaha Lincoln teams, those are tough, tough drives that take a little bit out of you. Um, so you always got to factor in the travel time for these games. And so definitely a big one for Kearney. I'm expecting them to play that close. And our, our journal star game of the week, kind of a similar situation. You got a contender on the road at, at a top 10 team Southeast going to Gretna and I got a feeling Southeast, they've they've really picked it up these last two mm-hmm. weeks, really kind of showed that they're in that playoff form. So I'm expecting them to come out there and, and kind of try to prove it again. Um, love Zane Flores, think he's a top-notch quarterback. So, you know, it's going to depend how many touchdowns he can throw, how, how good he can pick apart that defense. But another close one there, I'm predicting a, a one-score game. And then North Platte at Millard West. Millard West, just, just two wins this year, but – Schedule they've played has oh, been so insane. tough. Yeah. You, there, there's plenty of people that still have them roughly, you know, top 10. I have them <laughs> as a contender, um, you know, two and five, just my personal opinion. Um, <laughs> but they, they are a good team. And for North Platte, too, that's going to be a huge one to, to kind of keep that momentum rolling, kind of prove that they are that team that can, can pick up those wins consistently. Um, so, yeah, all three of those matchups pretty good. I just want to put into context how tough Millard West's schedule has been. Their losses have been to number five, Elkhorn South, number one, Millard South, number four, Creighton Prep, number 10, Lincoln East, and number two, Bellevue West. Is that like all the top five except West Side? Yeah. Yeah. That's unbelievable. That's unreal. Just wanted to say that before we moved on to Class B because that just astounds me. Yeah. All, Cla- their, all their success the yeah. last couple of years, catching up oh, to them, geez. definitely. Class B, Beatrice continues to go through the gauntlet. They are hosting number two, Plattsmith, and then number four, Aurora is at Northwest. Yeah, big one for Plattsmith, you know, considering how much they, they had to leave out on the field last week. Be interesting to see how much they have in the tank again against Beatrice. Very similar teams, Waverly and Beatrice. Mm-hmm. Yep. That running game, powerful offensive line. So, hey, they did it last week, but... You know, it's going to be tiresome, it, that yeah, game is. It's one of those yeah. things where it's like, you know, if Plattsmith and Waverly play like 10 times, you know, how much does Waverly win? It doesn't matter. But they, they play Beatrice, which yeah. is a pretty similar opponent. Then it kind of comes into question, you know, 
how, how much of a difference is there? How much of a gap is there? So I, I do favor Plattsmith in that matchup. Definitely, I think that rushing attack is going to lead them once again. But Beatrice, they have some maulers up front, and definitely if they get a couple couple touchdowns early, they could run the clock out a little bit like they did to Norris a few weeks ago. In C1, battle of undefeateds. Number 5, Columbus Scotus is at number 3, Boone Central. Boone Central proved they were for real with a win over Pierce, but now they get another test in Scotus. But yeah. it's at home, though, which I think helps. Yeah, for Scotus, this is a, a huge one as well. I, I was really kind of didn't know what to make of them. They had that opening win over Wahoo, and then they beat Aquinas, beat Battle Creek, and a really low-scoring game against West Point Beamer. That was an interesting one, 13-6 to me. Um, but 42 points each of the last two weeks over some opponents you'd expect them to beat. So really kind of getting that offense into gear. Are they going to be able to put up 40 against another top-five team like Boone Central? That's kind of the question this week. And Boone Central, you know, they, they proved themselves that big home win over Pierce. Well, now they got another yep. undefeated team coming to town. So that's going to be one to see as well is, is Boone Central really, really up there as contender status in C1, or are they just kind of same level as some of these other teams? In C2, number five, UTAN is on the road against Bishop Newman, who— just dropped a match or game 30-17 to 17 against number 8 Lincoln Lutheran, who's at Centennial. Yep, both those games really good. Um, UTAN and Lincoln Lutheran both pretty much locked up their playoff spots versus Bishop and Newman Centennial. They're yep. fighting for it. And those are two teams that, man, that would feel bad if they missed out on the playoffs. Those are really good teams, some really solid players on offense. And Bishop Newman, they, they're riding that big winning streak, but... Lincoln Lutheran probably just a little bit more solid on defense last week was the difference. And so that that's going to be a similar test for them at UTAN. And then Centennial got a really good running game. Going to be interesting to see their strength versus Lutheran's strength kind of along that defensive line. And, and yeah, that, that'll be an interesting one on the road for Lutheran for sure. And Centennial, they play Lutheran here, and then they play UTAN in Week 9 to finish out the season as well. Very so tough. Yeah. they're still going to be tested going into the playoffs. And now, the best part of the show, Jeff and Luke's hot take of the week. And I'll start out, Luke. I'm going to predict something on the Journal Star game of the week, Southeast Gretna. I'm saying Max Butenbach, who has over 700 yards of rushing with seven touchdowns on the year, has two rushing touchdowns to help Southeast beat number six Gretna. I thought about saying Southeast picks off Flores two times, but I'm not going to go that far. <laughs> but I will say Boombach gets two rushing touchdowns and Southeast beats Gretna. Hey, they they got a pretty good secondary, so yeah. it could happen. It's out of, the realm of, out, of the, out of the realm of possibility. Yeah, so Boombach actually three two-touchdown games this year, mm-hmm. Omaha North, Lincoln Southwest, and Papillion La Vista. So he's done it three times, but guess what? Their two losses, hasn't found the end zone mm-hmm. once. Yep. So that's going to be huge for Southeast getting their guy he can he can totally handle 20 25 touches easy so if that running game is going if they got those chances he's definitely getting it when they're inside the 10 yard line so could happen we'll certainly see in yours yep (laughs) sorry sam hartman um great quarterback from grand island northwest he's he's been injured a little bit he missed a week too um but i think he's coming back he's he's ready to go and they're taking on aurora this week and I talked about Aurora a little bit earlier. Big winning streak. They've played a lot of really solid teams. But I think the level of offense that Northwest brings every week, they're pretty much one of those teams that's going to be in the 30, 40-point range. 
I like I like what they have up at Northwest. They've played a really tough schedule too. And so I think they're battle tested. They're kind of ready to prove it at this point. You know, week eight, it's like, you know, it's time for some of these teams to prove it mm-hmm. or go home basically. Um, so I think the level of players that they have, the caliber of coaching is really good, really strong there at Northwest too. Um, so Hartman, he's a really good quarterback, one that I really like. And I think he could he could uh, light it up a little bit this week, yeah. Northwest coming off big wins over York or Seward two weeks ago, 33-14, and then just beat York 24-17. So certainly on a roll, yep. winning their last two games. Well, that's going to be it from us. The Prep Abishkip Podcast presented by the Lincoln Journal Star. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to follow us on social media at lmullen7 and at exxon sports but also follow at prep extra for all the high school content that you need football volleyball cross country girls state golf is this week state softball starts this week all of it is right one place prepextra.com and at prep extra again thank you so much for listening this was the prep extra podcast presented by the lincoln journal star from luke mullen i'm jeff ekstrom thank you so much Enjoy the football.